Hello and welcome back to Bourbon Stuff. This is Carolyn from Bourbon Stuff and as always here is my husband E. Hello. And today we're bringing you a bottle that's on my shit list just ever, ever so slightly. It is. It yeah. absolutely is. But we'll get into why that is shortly. Mm -hmm. What is it that we're going to be reviewing today? We are reviewing Blue Note Juke Joint whiskey and that just sounds like a really weird name to me it's, I, it's not a good name and it didn't flow <laughs> no. but juke joint whiskey and the reason that i have a little bit of an issue with it is right as we were pouring it not two minutes ago for the recording on the second time we've ever opened this bottle the cork broke yeah really the wood topper separated from the synthetic cork that was a part of it no, so so yeah the adhesive failed on the second needless to say it's no bueno when that happens. And it was a pain to get out. Yeah. Um, so we were able to get this lovely bottle for $40 through Sealbox, a great website that sells a whole bunch of craft whiskey. Uh, we speak just platitudes about them as often as we can. The ABV on this particular release, because this is a single barrel, is 62.35% or 124.7 proof. Mm -hmm. Um, not sure if it means anything to anyone, but this is barrel number 16437. And it has an age state of three plus years. Yeah. Um, the mash bill for this particular release is 70% corn, 21% rye, and 9% malted barley. Now, what makes this particular bottle of whiskey so special from Tennessee? This is not actually from Tennessee. Oh, what, what, where is it from? It's from Kentucky. And to be a bit more specific, this is from a warehouse collapse. Huh. So I remember recently, like 2019, there was a warehouse collapse by the Barton 1792 company, yeah. the distillery. Was this part of that? It absolutely was. <laughs> yeah. So you, the person who has the undying desire to collect all of the various 1792 releases. Yeah. Are you telling me that we are going to be drinking something that was part of the historical 1792 warehouse collapse? Absolutely. And it is 100% the only reason that we bought it. Yep. <laughs> uh, it, it very much is. Um, so the interesting part about that, um, to give a bit of history, is... Um, Special releases for stupid events come out all the time from, uh, as an example, Buffalo Trace had their Tornado Survivor <sighs> Barrels when a chunk of one of their uh, Rick houses broke off and some barrels were exposed to the sun for a couple of months while the roof was being repaired. Well, these particular barrels sat out in the Kentucky heat fully exposed to the elements the entire time for about four months while everything was being recovered and cleaned up from the barrel collapse. And good God, that was a hell of, a, of an event that happened. And really, if you do the math, that was in 2019. This is 2022 when this is being recorded. This is claiming to be a three plus year old whiskey. Needless to say, it's a, it's a wee bit more. It's a wee bit more than the age statement. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, apparently until they run out of barrels, all of the Juke Joint Whiskey uh, Blue Nut releases that are uncut, um, they're all going to be warehouse survivors. Yeah. Which, 
Uh, we do have a backup for posterity's sake of this particular release, so we will, for at least a good period of time, be able to maintain having a 1792 Barton Warehouse Collapse Survivor bottle. Which, let me tell you, $40 for this compared to the, like, dick-sucking obscene prices that the other, like, disaster bottles go for from Buffalo Trace. Yeah. Like, come the fuck on. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Um, and this is bottled at cask strength, unfiltered, uncut. Um, I definitely look forward to seeing what this particular release can do. And it's also very interesting to know that the mash bill for this release is not the traditional 1792 mash bill. Some of the sourced bottles that people get from... Uh, 1792s, you are also not the traditional 1792 mash bills. Yeah, 1792, uh, Barton 1792, the distillery, there's some mad lads with what they do from an operational standpoint. Uh, because they will literally make a batch of like six to seven hundred barrels of an experimental mash bill, let it age for between like 10 and 15 years realize, eh, we don't really want to use this for any of our products or any of our releases, and just sell it to the uh, the brokers to have as a sourced spirit to whomever's willing to buy it. Like, that's how the uh, the Barton Rye, the infamous 16-year Barton Rye that, ha that got uh, High West on the map as a blender and sourcer of whiskeys before anybody in the States was ever doing that. Like, that's because of Barton's Mad Lad things they do so um i definitely look forward to seeing how this is um and okay so um is there anything else that you would like to add before we get into the nosing and tasting uh no all right then let's get into the nosing and see how it smells oh <sighs> so it is very rich it is very oaky it and is... a little tannic yeah it I don't often get the almost bitter tannic smell on the, on the nose, but it's definitely coming through on the nose. Okay, so I'm quite familiar with how, um, like, 1792 foolproof can smack you around and just be, like, full on fire. This is not that. No, because the foolproof is just fire. It's not really any other flavor. Yeah, it's this just, is just fire. This is lovely. This is inviting. There's a little bit of warmth, but it's not, like, overpowering There's, warmth. um, it's weirdly vanilla in that brightness, yeah. but also really, really dark, uh, cooked sugariness as well. I'll like, give you that. has a weird kind of creme brulee burnt sugar hit to it. It does. It very much does. Definitely oaky. Vanilla is the predominant flavor that I'm getting on the nose. And, like, weirdly... I'm getting some of those same kind of scotch leather hits. Huh. That vanilla and leather, like, dark, rich nose. Very interesting. Okay. Let's get into the tasting. See how it compares to the nose. It's very spicy. It is. Um, it's warm. Bordering on almost too hot for what it is, but on the palatable side of it. Um, so the vanilla and the kind of heavy grain spice comes out in does. the front. And then it just kind of hits you with like 
a brief moment of tannic. Yeah. And then the finish is all sweet, creamy, sugary. I'm also getting a little bit of tea on the finish, too. Like black tea. Yeah, no, the same thing that we get on... Some rise. Some rise, yeah. 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 I definitely see where the the heat comes from in some of the 1792 products yeah. that I'm getting in this. Um, but it's not bad, especially for $40. And it has a flavor. It, it has flavor. That's the crazy part. It's not just like, it's not just the flavor known as 1792. So it is actual whiskey. As crazy as this sounds, this reminds me of my first experience with Stag Jr. My first experience with it, where the heat was one of the more pronounced flavors, but there was actually a good amount behind it. I'm sorry, my <laughs> first experience with that was just a kick in the teeth. <laughs> Like, there wasn't anything pleasant about it. <laughs> it was just a kick in the fucking face. Well, it wasn't as unpleasant for me the first time. <laughs> I'll say that. Um, I'm getting a lot of dark fruits on the initial sip as I'm sipping it. But it doesn't carry through to the main of the palate or the finish. It's it's very dark. This is a very dark whiskey. It's very dark, very unctuous. Unctuous is a good word. Um... I dig it. Like, as weird as it sounds, my mind literally pictures this being the whiskey that's in someone's glass when they're sitting in, like, their reading room with, like, a nice oak table, a little yeah. fire burning behind, like, th this. The, the, the library. Yeah, like, that, and the yeah. smell would go with it. I agree absolutely, 110%. This um, is 100% better than any of the 1792 baseline releases I've had. And frankly, um... Full disclosure, when we first got this, we did do a comparison of this against the traditional uh, 1792 full proof. Trash was the full proof. And this Trash. trounced it, like, all day long. Yeah. Like, this destroyed that for how much flavor is in here compared to that. So, yeah. so whether that be the mash bill or the fact that it was exposed to the elements for four months, do it again. Take yeah. a wall off of your damn brick house for all I care. Just just do it. Just just ha have a dedicated, like, brick uh, that, that's purely just going to be exposed to the elements for, like, six months at a time. Yeah. And just call it a day. Like, that could be very beneficial for you as a company, uh, Barton. I know y'all are crazy and you got enough land to build a new building for that shit. I've seen it. Yeah. And you ain't, you ain't having any more, uh, any more um, tours. tours officially, so... You got time to build another building so that you can have some exposed barrels. We're not sassing you, I promise. Oh, I'm sassing, but okay. I want more. All right, fuck it. This was good. I I am solidly content with it. Yeah, for and for forty bucks, I mean, you you are doing really well for forty dollars at this. Yes, end. like and all I think day long. It's a good solo drinker. It'll handle up. It'll handle ice. It'll handle being mixed. It's yeah. it's good. Yeah, a plus. Alrighty, uh, take us out. All right, please do check me out on Instagram. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. Should you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at bourbonstuff at gmail.com. If you'd like to donate to the channel, you can do that directly through anchor.fm forward slash bourbonstuff or simply share this link with anyone who you believe may benefit from it or enjoy it. And with all of that being said, remember that all whiskey, even the ones in pretty bottles that have their fucking cork break, on the second use. Yep. Those fuckers, they're meant to be shared. <laughs>